How do I get over this breakup? Because it wasn't, it wasn't the loss of that person, guys. Like, you have to understand this. It's not the loss of that person. It's the loss of who you thought you were. It's the loss of what you thought you had. It's not the person. The, the fact is that you're mourning the loss of that version of yourself that you thought you were. This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, where we talk about real men with real feelings, all sharing our search to become the best version of ourselves possible and what it takes to get us there. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jason Wright, and this is part two of a very interesting uh, topic that, that we started talking about last week in episode 15, when we were talking about how uh, you know guys, we often go wrong by trying to, to live up to this expectation of what real men are as being big and strong and not showing their emotions and how that can actually be uh, a detriment to our, our relationships, especially our romantic relationships, uh, what, it, what it means to be emotionally unavailable and the consequences of that as you try to, um, to enter into a, a union, into um, the same stratosphere as somebody who's a very different creature, a very different person. Um, who wants to to be led into your world, yet we we continually push them away uh, for the fear of of being exposed as somebody that's actually insecure and feels things and weak at times and vulnerable, and and just the the, the stubbornness to cling to that um, that false identity, that fake shit, you know um, how taking that to the grave will just keep pushing people away, especially good people. Um, but, but this week I want to talk about kind of part two. So let's say, all right, the breakup has happened. Now what? And um, honestly, I can say I, I've, I've been through some pretty, um, you know, some pretty traumatic breakups, um, whether they be um, self-inflicted or, on on the receiving end of them and and honestly like they're the best things that ever happened to me swear on my life they are the best things that have ever happened to me because had i not gone through those experiences i would not be who i am today guarantee it i firmly believe god put those people in my life those experiences in my life for me to learn from them and i did and honestly, that's that's where the mind shift started. That's where becoming a better man really, really started that whole journey because um, I was no longer on a quest for for trying to fulfill a role that my ego wanted me to play. It it thrust me into the pits. You know, I was thrown into the lion's den of my own emotions, you know, of my own mental state and my own thoughts. And, and I didn't know where I was and I didn't know how to navigate it. 
and I just didn't know what to do. I knew something had to change, but I had no clue what it was. And, and man, that opened so many doors and conversely, thankfully, closed many more. So all the doors closed that needed to be closed in order for me to enter into the next phase of my life, the phase where I'm at now. But honestly, like it, it's such a fallacy for us to think that this is the goal, right? Like, like where, for me to think where I'm at now in my life, this is where I want to be and where I want to stay. That's not true. This is where I firmly believe I'm supposed to be right now. Uh, but if I stay here for another, you know, 10 years, 20 years, then what real growth is happening? You know, I'm not learning. So mistakes aren't bad if, as long as you learn from them, right? Mistakes happen. They're supposed to happen. The only bad mistakes are the ones you don't learn from. And trust me, I made some real, real bad mistakes. Really bad. I've made mistakes that had not only ruined my life, but the lives of other people. Like destroyed the lives of other people. You know, out of my own selfishness and, and childish behavior, my own self-seeking needs, um, self-preservation, selfishness, you know, and <laughs> it's, it's so crazy to look back on it now. Um, cause you know, a lot of this stuff happened, uh, you know, I, I'd say the real earth shattering stuff happened like two years ago two years ago, coming out of, of a, a very long, very long relationship, 10 years, and, and half of it being engaged with no end in sight. So was it really, I mean, was it really an engagement? That was oftentimes a question I asked myself. Was it even an engagement just for the fact that a, a ring was worn? No date was set. No talk of an actual marriage took place. Um, you know, one side wanted the thing, the hardware and, and the illusion of the security that that would provide. And the other myself wanted the, the status of being married. And it was at the expense of overlooking so many red flags from day one. Um, just thinking that, you know, if, if I become more of what this other person needs or seems to want, then maybe everything will be better. Right. Like that's what a mature adult relationship is. That's that was the lie that I was told and and believed for a while. I thought that if I continually try to ignore my own needs and the void in my life, um, that that I wasn't fulfilling myself, then if I could look for this thing to fill it in the form of a relationship, not a person, you know, because I I think I, I was aware enough of the fact that. This person was not going to fulfill me, but I wanted the relationship to fulfill me. It could have, honestly, like when you look back at it, guys, because I'm sure a lot of you all are thinking about this right now. Where have I done this before? Am I in one of these situations now? And you look like if you really take a step back out of the out of the woods and you look at it from the perimeter and you see, honestly, like that person, you could have just interchanged, just plug and play any new person there. It's like you're streaming a defense every week in your fantasy league. You know, 
it doesn't matter. You're just trying to, to fill a role. And that's the scary thing. Like when you step back and look at it that way, like, shit, why was I wasting so much time? You know, years of my life that could have been spent with the actual person I was supposed to be with. But here I am just dicking around, wasting time, chasing a relationship instead of chasing the version of myself that I need to be in order to attract the person, the actual person who is going to help accelerate me and help me ascend into the stratosphere of the next level I'm supposed to become. It's all about ascension, guys. It's all about who is going to be your catalyst, who you're going to be the catalyst to. And that can only happen when you become the best, not the best version of yourself, but they, a more ideal, a more, you know, a better version of yourself. That's what you need to be chasing. So, so the illusion that this person or this relationship is going to, to solve all your problems, is it's going to create more problems, especially if you're trying to hide from them. You know, one of my therapists had told me that you can only sweep things under the rug for so long and then eventually both of y'all start tripping over the mountain. <laughs> it's just a, a mountain-shaped rug. And, uh, you know, I, I know I know I'm not the only guy that's that's been through this. I know I'm not the only, you know, there's women that go through this. It's This is a universal, you know, obstacle that we face in the in the terms of trying to seek validation from a relationship, from a person, instead of from ourselves. And so that ultimately only leads to pain and demise. That relationship will dissolve. If you continually uh, live life with the blinders on and you continue to swallow the poison and the resentment, and the feeling that you got to walk on eggshells just for the sake of keeping the peace. If I want this thing, if I want this relationship so bad, then I have to keep the peace with all the things I'm not happy with. And so in that respect, I am fully responsible for how that went down. You know, sometimes you just, you've got to have hard conversations with yourself you got to have hard conversations with other people, um, other people that you care about, or even sometimes people that you've, you're past the point of caring about. Everyone still deserves to have the hard conversations. And, and hitting like a rock bottom point like that and really starting to initiate a journey of growth and change and, and self-reflection, um, because I was tired of getting to a point of feeling like, I'm, I'm running a, you know, like through a maze. What's that? What is, what's that movie? Um, maze runner, right? Like I know it's based on a book series guys. I'm not much of a reader. What I do read it's on audiobook, and it's more about personal development and, and business and things like that. So, so any like fiction, I don't, I don't read them. I don't listen to them. I'll watch the movie, but I'm not going to read it. And, uh, but that's how it felt like watching those movies. It felt like I was living my life running through a maze, trying to escape being caught and exposed for, for no longer feeling like I, I wanted to play this role and, and things that were trying to harm me and kill me and chase me down were at every turn. 
and I was just running to dead end after dead end. And then finally, like, I got tired of feeling like in relationships, I'd get to that dead end and there was nowhere else to run except to be eaten, to like kill or be killed. I did not want to keep repeating that pattern. And it was because, and here's where you get to that point, guys. Here's where you get to that point is where you ignore all the exits towards the front of the maze, right? Like there's so many opportunities to exit at the start of the maze, but your pride makes you think I can beat this. You have no business being in that maze, but your pride tells you I can beat this. And so what happens is you get stuck. And so some guys stay stuck. You know, some ladies stay stuck. But at some point, something's got to give. And and sometimes it's too late. Sometimes you're in too deep. And I, and I hit the point where I'm, you know, this wasn't it wasn't going anywhere. It had to end. And it ended way, way, way after the fact that it should have. Should have ended after the first breakup within that first year or two. You know, but it didn't. But honestly, looking back, I don't feel bad. Like, I don't feel bad about it that it happened. I'm honestly grateful that happened. I know that God made it happen. This is my belief system. You can disagree. I don't care. But that circumstance, that entire phase or season of my life had to happen in order for me to experience what I needed to experience to fulfill the purpose for which I was put here to fulfill. Right? Looking in the Bible, some of the greatest quote-unquote heroes of the Bible were the ones who had been through the most pain and suffering and inflicted some of the most pain and suffering. They were some of the most damaged people that were cast into the greatest roles in the Bible. And so, am I saying I'm on that level? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is that sometimes, when you're called to a greater purpose, you cannot reach that level. Men, and you're all cast here on this earth for a greater purpose, whether you realize it or not yet. But, in order to grow, to evolve into that, that person that you're supposed to become for that series of your life, that season of your life, you got to go through some pain. And that's what I did. I went through pain. And that's where a breakup, oftentimes for a lot of men, can be that pain. That can be that turning point. All right? So, so what had happened? Went through that phase. And, and I was on this quest. And I thought, man... I'm doing all the right things. Really, I was saying all the right things, you know, pretending like I was trying to like really dive into growth and development. And, and honestly, like I was, I really was. Um, but I don't think it really like sunk in yet. I really hadn't done like the deep unsexy work yet. It was all like the superficial, the feel good stuff, you know, and, and that's where, um, you know, getting into another relationship ultimately before I was ready, but thinking like, oh, this is a sign like this other person's introduced back into my life after like a decade of not really knowing anything about them. 
blah, blah, blah. It must be a sign. It was a sign. They were put there for you to really experience some shit, dude. I'm talking to myself. They was put there for you to really experience like, all right, dude, you still got some growing to do (laughs) because I'm really going to test you right now. You think you're ready? Here, try this on. Dude, terrible. Awful six months. And so, but that's where, that's where I was paid back for what I hadn't learned my lesson on before. You know, when I was being emotionally abused, sometimes physically in some cases, you know, people who like totally transform who they are when they've had some drinks in them to the point where you get scared and you got to try and, and step back and say, as a man, like, okay, how do I handle this? Am I going to respond in turn, eye for an eye, or am I going to be the bigger person? Dude, that was a test. And then when you find out a few like a few more months into it, oh yeah, you got cheated on. So now the tables have been turned. How does that feel? Dude, didn't feel good. Didn't feel good. And to just constantly feel like you're on this, this mind F roller coaster, like from the highs and the lows and there's more lows and more lows and more lows. And then like you get one little glimpse of a high and then you're right back in the basement again. Like, dude, but you stick it out because your ego is thinking like, oh, I got to make this work. I got to make this work. And then ultimately you're like, this this is not going to work. I don't need this. But then, like it, it took that it took that second relationship there in that time frame to hit me and go, dude, you're you're just like fundamentally broken. Like you've been made to believe that you're nothing, and then really jackhammered over the head that you're nothing. So, how do you rebound from those break those kinds of breakups, from that kind of rejection, whether self inflicted or not. How do you, how do you rebound from that? Um, and so this led me into like some really dark stuff, like, like real depressed state. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of in between those two phases. I was working out like crazy. I was not eating the way I should have been eating. I got down to 173 pounds Guys, I'm a 200-pound man. I'm 208 at the time of this recording. All right? I'm 6'2", 208. I got down to 173. And if any of you guys follow me on social media, um, I've left up some of those pictures there intentionally um, to say that, that, yes, I can get to that physique, um, but it was not a good place mentally at all. I hated myself. And the only way that I could escape the pain was to inflict some suffering on myself. I practically starved myself. I had no energy. I didn't sleep well. I didn't manage stress well. I was trying to like create a business and get it off the ground and just realizing like how much you learn about yourself trying to create a business and how broken you really are. And like, dude, like two things that will really show you what you don't think you are yet. 
One is, is a relationship. It's like holding a mirror up to yourself. And two is trying to start a business. Because if you cannot create something and put it out there for the world for 99% of people to reject and not go into a tailspin, then you're on the right track. I wasn't on the right track. I kept trying to do whatever I thought everybody else wanted me to do. What's everybody else doing that works? Let me do that. And I wasn't honest with myself. Again, I was lying to myself, thinking that I was this person that I wasn't. I wasn't doing what was in alignment with who I really am. This, you're listening to this podcast, what I'm doing with the Becoming a Better Man breakthrough, for what I'm doing with my private coaching, for guys who are like really dedicated on making a, a physical and mental transformation in their lives, one-on-one, you know, my, my high-ticket coaching programs, those, that's where I come alive. Like that fires me up. Like my fiance will tell you when I'm listening to, um, like a, a Voxer message that comes in from one of my private clients and I get fired up. Like I've got to get up and I've got to just walk around in response to those messages. And while I listen to them, that is what's in true alignment, but trying to like step back and, and watch and see what everybody else is trying to do and trying to match that mirror that and, that's, that's bullshit, guys. What's my takeaway from this? You need to see where are you trying to be an imposter? Where are you trying to fake it till you make it? Because you're not going to make it. I'm just saying. You're not. Um, and, so, and so really hitting that second relationship, okay? How do I get over this breakup? Because it wasn't, it wasn't the loss of that person, guys. Like, you have to understand this. It's not the loss of that person. It's the loss of who you thought you were. It's the loss of what you thought you had. It's not the person. The, the fact is that you're mourning the loss of that version of yourself that you thought you were. Okay? You have to come to terms with that first. You have to be able to ask yourself, why am I so upset by this? Am I legitimately sad that I'm no longer with that person? That that person's no longer in my life? Were they really blessing your life? Right? If it was that good, why is it over? I'm just saying. Everything happens for a reason. Why am I so upset by this? That's the first question you got to ask yourself. Two. Another thing you got to ask yourself, does this version of myself that I'm trying to embody right now, does this version of myself currently have to be tied to another person to be happy? If the answer is yes, then you got work to do. If the answer is no, I still know my purpose. I still know what I'm about. Like, I'd be really sad. I'd really probably be devastated. But, I don't need them to exist and continue to go forward. That's when you know you're on the right track. Another question you need to ask yourself, what do I need to learn from this? What do I need to learn from this? What is this pain teaching me? What was I not looking at that that relationship ending Cause me to experience this level of pain. 
And then the, the last and most important question, how can I prevent this from happening again? Guys, if you're not dedicated to figuring out how can I stop this from happening again, then you will continue to find yourself in unhealthy relationships, whether as the victim or the abuser. And we're not talking like physical abuse. Hopefully not. Because if you're a physical abuser, just I don't want you to follow me at all. <laughs> I have zero tolerance for that. I thank my dad for that one. I have zero tolerance for that. Unsubscribe, unfollow, whatever. Block me. Don't care. I will not tolerate you. Um, but the way that you can abuse people um, by using them for your own selfish gain, that's what I'm talking about. You're trying to use somebody to fill a void in yourself that they can't fill. That's not fair to them. It's not. It's not fair to you if somebody's doing that to you. So you have to understand what, what, what role am I playing here? But how do you prevent that from happening again? That's the key. So ultimately... What's the, what's the recipe for getting over a breakup? Well, I'll tell you what you're afraid of now. You're afraid of, you know, why does this keep happening? Two, is this going to happen again? Three, um, can I trust my feelings about anybody anymore ever again? Um, five, am I ever going to find that person that's going to be a, a really meaningful, healthy relationship and who's going to equally love me the way that I want to love them? Um, am I going to die alone? That's another question. Um, am I ever going to, to be able to have the chance at a family that I never had? Or you might be the person that says, am I going to be able to have the family that I've always experienced growing up that I want for myself and for my own kids? You know, and another question might be, am I always going to be the person who, um, who helps other people? get through their own shit more than I help myself, right? Because maybe you're that guy that's helped. Maybe you've been that like good luck Chuck to, to a lot of people. Maybe you've been that person that's helped them either. Cause there for a while I was on a, I was on a roll with this shit. I'm going to help you get back with your ex. <laughs> Have you ever signed up for that job and didn't know it? Yeah, that's fun. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's where it goes, but that's where your mind goes. That's what you're afraid of. And so the key, not the key, I, I, I hate saying these repetitive terms, but ultimately what the focus needs to be on going forward is you. How do you become the better, like not just the better version, but the best version of yourself? What work needs to be done there? Because if you focus solely on yourself, like be selfish for a while. Like take some time alone. Get used to feeling alone again. Cause as scary as that is, like that's where you're really gonna grow, man. I'm telling you. It's where you're gonna grow. And and make a conscious effort to be alone. Don't go on dates. Don't get on dating apps. God, I don't see how y'all do that anyway. I tried that for about three or four weeks and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. Um, again, I'm not judging you, but for me, it's stupid. It's dumb. I don't, I don't like that. Um, 
but focus on you. What's your purpose? And if you haven't found it yet, that's where you need to focus. Discover your talents. What are your gifts? What's your zone of genius? Where, where do you come alive and feel that and feel that power of feeling alive? Like you're doing something like you were meant to do. It's natural. And then just focus on taking care a hundred percent of your mind that you're at your best from a mental perspective, from an emotional perspective, from a physical perspective. Don't work out and exercise to try to hide from the shit you're wanting to ignore internally. That's what I'm saying. You have to address all these other things first, then address your, your physical aspect. Take care of your body. You're only given one of them. Your career, you know, f- focus on your business, on your career. Guys, I'm telling you, you're, you're only going to attract what you are. If you're attracting broken people, it's because you're, you're broken. So focus on the ways to heal yourself. Irrespective and separate from this person that you just had exit your life. Forget about them. Learn from it. Seriously, learn from it. But forget about trying to keep up with them or getting them back. Your focus doesn't need to be there. If they're meant to come back, they'll come back. But I'm telling you, that's typically a recipe for disaster. Unless it ended on great terms and it was just a timing issue, right? Like that's one of the rare exceptions. Um, But I'm telling you, your focus needs to be on you. You have to dive headfirst into personal growth. Because honestly, once you become a more whole version of yourself, you're going to attract somebody that wants that. You're going to be more attractive to the people that you want to attract. It's all about energies, guys. It's all about energies. So focus on that. I'm telling you, focus on that. There's a, there's a quote that I came up on um, kind of in the midst of all that, that turbulent season that I was in, that, that massive phase of, of just like being plunged down into the dirt before I could regrow and emerge, um, was that there's a great peace in knowing that I could lose everything today and still know my purpose. So discover what your purpose is and run full speed towards that. And I'm telling you, you will, if if your ultimate goal is like, I want to find somebody, I want to find somebody. If you focus on that for long enough, that person will find you. And it sounds so cliche, man. Like guys, I'm telling y'all right now. um, And for the last year, I've been living out like the notebook, 2.0, like that type of love is possible. And I always used to think like, that's what I want. Damn, that's what I want, but it's not real. (laughs) You know, until I focused on this, until I focused on getting my shit together, because I even warned her, I don't want a relationship I'm afraid I might hurt you or hurt myself in the process. I don't know if I'm ready yet. 
but you attract you attract what you are. And I was finally in a place where I was was readily able to to give love, but more than anything, receive it. Because up up until that point, up until I'd really done that work, and say, let me please, you have to know this, guys. It's not a finish line. It's not an end point. You have to keep working on this. Once you get to that point, you have to keep working on it. It's like muscles. It's like strength. You have to maintain it, otherwise you'll lose it. You have to keep putting in the reps. I swear, you have to keep putting in the reps. But, but man, like when she came into my life, dude, I'm, oh, man. I was afraid of what was possible with her. I was afraid of how, how special it could be because I wanted to make sure that I'd done all the work I needed to do yet. I'd been alone long enough and had really like dug into the depths of my inner workings sufficiently to the point where I could patch it over, you know, like I could start to heal it and be the, and be the version of myself that, that was like really deserving of that kind of love, but also to selflessly give that kind of love. And it's like a fairy tale, man. Like it totally is. I used to roll my eyes and be like, no man, you're just supposed to be like pretty much miserable, but realize like, well, I'd rather have them than nobody than somebody else. That's when you believe that lie, like that's when you're miserable. But dude, the guys, I'm telling you, it's out there. It is possible. It takes work, right? It takes work, but it feels effortless because it's worthwhile work because you've healed yourself. You've focused on being a premium asset instead of a commodity. Right? You got to do the work. So hopefully, hopefully from this episode, you were able to take away some, some wisdom um, and some knowledge from, from shit I've learned firsthand. And, you know, you might be listening to this and you might be saying, yeah, man, but that was your experience. Mine's different. No, it's not. No, it's not because I've st- <laughs> believe it or not, this is how I am. Like this is why I've got a this is why I'm <laughs> that's why I'm a highly educated man. I've got master's degrees and, and doctorates because I understand what it takes to dedicate yourself to something, to dive in and to ask questions and to not take things at face value. I've done my homework on this and it's proven. Think about yourself. Do you want somebody that's a project or do you want somebody that you don't have to worry about fixing because they're working on fixing themselves? Boom. Done deal. That's attractive. And so guys, when you're, when you're trying to compensate, you know, for shit with your car, with your truck, right? Little dudes drive big trucks. And little dudes in other ways drive fast cars. I'm just saying. 
Just saying. Be that dude that drives the shit out of that nice sedan and steps out of it looking cocky as hell. (laughs) Be that guy. Because that's the guy who's not trying to hide anything. All right? Don't run away. I'm telling you guys, I've done it all the wrong ways. Don't run away to food. Don't run away to women. Don't run away to alcohol. Until you face your shit, you're just trying to slap Band-Aids on stuff. You're trying to slap Band-Aids on broken bones, on severed limbs. And until you do the, the hard work, man, like it's not sexy. It's hard. Shit, I fucking cried, man. I cried a lot. Shit hurt. Shit hurt. And it's hard going from from interaction to interaction, wondering, is this person going to leave me too? My own dad didn't want to be here. Why the fuck would she want to be here? You can't go through life that way, man. You can't. And so when you're acting from a place of like hurt or be hurt, hurt or be hurt. Stupid, man. Like it's stupid. You won't find love that way. You just won't. I don't know. And and I say that because I still struggle with that, guys. Like I still struggle with it. You'll never stop. Here's what changes, though. How long do you let it keep you down? How do you respond to that emotion, to that fear? There's healthy ways and there's unhealthy ways. Unhealthy ways, keep feeling sorry for yourself. You keep thinking about what was or what could have been. Or you keep running away. Looking for somebody else that doesn't know your shit yet. (laughs) All right? Guys, this episode got a little raw, man. Got a little raw, got a little deep. Probably a little long, too. I've not really kept up with the time. But um, you, you cannot expect to really fully get over a relationship and expect yourself to be able to find a like meaningful, deep, healthy relationship going forward. If you don't just ignore, like you have to have tunnel vision, focus on yourself. You'll know when the time's right. You'll know. So guys, if, if, if you're out there and, and you're in that place, I'm telling you like, the the lights at the end of the tunnel, man, like it's on the other side. It's possible. It was always funny. Just like how many people would think like, I had no idea you were such a hopeless romantic. Hell yeah, I am man. Dude, that's real. I'm not ashamed of that. You want to call me a wuss? I don't care. How happy are you, bro? 
Who are you hurting trying to stay happy? You know? I'm not about that life anymore. I've seen the light, guys, and I'm telling you, like, nah, I'm not going back. But you can be that way too. But first thing you have to ask yourself, all right, maybe you're fresh out of a breakup. You you really have to be honest with yourself with these questions. Why am I so upset by this? Does this version of myself have to be tied to another person to be happy? Or can I be happy on my own? What do I need to learn from this? And how can I prevent this from happening again? That's that's the work you got to do. All right. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Shoot me an email. Becoming a better man podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Instagram. Becoming a better man underscore in, in between each word. Hit me up. I want to hear. I want to hear how this episode impacted you. I want to hear what what you were able to hear from me that you saw yourself in. That was that's the point of why I tell stories like that. Why I share those personal experiences because it's about helping you guys see yourselves in it in my real situations. Where have you you been able to see yourself in that? And now what are you going to do about it? You know, do you keep making the same mistakes? There's a way out of that. That's why I teach my guys all the time. So I I really wish you guys the best. And I hope that you can see after hearing some of this, that, that your breakup or breakups are the best things that can happen to you. Because that's where you have the opportunity to hit reset and start over on a new path for your life. You can relaunch yourself as a better version in every aspect. But if you just kind of keep relaunching the same shit over and over, if you keep the same menu forever... Don't be surprised when people stop coming to eat. All right, guys. I really do love y'all. And I'm telling you the truth. Maybe this isn't a feel-good episode. Maybe there's some, some hard truths here. That's, that's, that's who I am now. That's who I've always been. But I didn't want to own it because I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I wanted to keep the peace. I want to keep everybody happy. But now I'm telling the truth. Because the truth is what gets you somewhere. Believing lies is what keeps you in, in trouble. All right, brothers. I love all y'all. Reach out. Share this episode if it, if it hit home in any way. Um, yeah, just share it out. And just all I ask is that you tag me. That's it. Well, how can we help spread the word? Love you, brothers. Good luck. If you need anything, reach out. Like I said, you know how to reach me. And uh, we'll catch up next week. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag 
becoming a better man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 